بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم uh, in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we are talking uh, under this subject of salah described we are talking about congregational prayers and we will deal with the following cases case one a prayers in um, government departments prayers in government departments where there are places for salah known as musalla and in some situations these departments or companies you can say also there could be in some communities mosques that are close to them and in some communities it's obvious that there could be no mosques close to them so the question is shall we tell in case there are mosques close by and say to the people leave these departments and go to the mosque for the congregational prayer or should we tell them pray in your places and there, and there is no harm the answer is if the mosque is close and this and the praying in the mosque will not lead to a halt on work then in this case it's a must upon them to pray in the mosque However, if the mosque is far, or if it is feared that the work will be delayed, or people's businesses and affairs and uh, references and so forth are many to handle, or if it is also feared that some employees may sneak out because some employees don't fear Allah so they might take this as an opportunity and then sneak out from their works and instead of going to the mosque they might go to their homes and they may not return in this, in this situation we say pray in your places pray in these musallas because this preserves the work especially when there are contracts with government or with companies and this is the answer in this detail and, and this leads to another matter that in the major complexes, major government complexes there must be mosques or if not, in the major government complexes, there must be a path that leads to close by mosques so that people can perform their prayers there. This is the first case. Case two. Case two. If there is an established mosque 
and people pray in it. And it is such that there is a man, when he comes, the people make the congregation and he leads the prayer. But if he does not come, the people don't establish the congregation. Then in this case we say about this man, it is preferable that this person prays in this masjid. In order for what? In order to assist in establishing the congregational prayer. And in this case, therefore, the prayers of this particular, of this particular person in this mosque is better from, is better than his prayer in another masjid with a larger congregation. His prayer here is better than if he prays in another mosque with a greater or larger congregation. However, this is to be restricted in the sense that this masjid we are talking about, that this person is establishing the congregational prayer in it, should not be close to the mosque of the larger congregation. And in this case it is better for the people in this masjid join the other masjid so that we don't have division. Case 3. If there, if there are two mosques, one with a larger congregation than the other, then it's preferable to go to the one with the larger congregation. Because the Prophet wasallam said, Salatul Rajuli ma'ar Rajul azka min salatihi wahdahu wa salatuhu ma'ar Rajulain azka min salatihi ma'ar Rajul wa ma kana akthar fahuwa ahabbu ila Allah. In the hadith reported by Abu Dawood and others, and al-Sheikh al-Albani rahimahullah authenticated it in Sahih Abi Dawood. The Prophet said, a man's prayer said along with another is purer than his prayer said alone. A man's prayer said along with another is purer than his prayer said alone. And his prayer with two men is purer than his prayer with one. But if there are more, it is then more pleasing before Allah or to Allah, the mighty and majestic. And this is general, meaning if this situation exists, 
one with a larger congregation than the other, then it is better to pray in the one with the larger congregation. Case three. Case, case four. Okay. The old masjid takes precedence over the new one because the obedience in the old is older and therefore it takes precedence meaning if there are two mosques that are equivalent in the size of congregation however one of them is newer than the other then some scholars are with the opinion that the older is better because older obedience because of older obedience established in it. Case 5. What about case 5? Two mosques, one of them closer to you than the other. One is far from you and one is close to you. First opinion is that the father is better because every step taken to Salah Allah raises you to a higher degree by it and removes a sin of you and certainly the one according to this opinion the one which is farther leads to greater reward this is one opinion the second opinion is that you that it is better to pray in the masjid close to you it is better to pray in the masjids close to you. Why? Because this is a reason to establish the masjid. Unless in certain situations there is a particular distinction for a masjid. This is an exception. Like for example, if you are in Medina or if you are in Mecca then in this case it is better to pray in the Masjid al-Haram in Mecca and in al-Masjid al-Nabawi in Medina because of the special distinction. Is this clear? Is this part clear? Now, if there is no special distinction, then the prayer of the person in his Masjid is better because this leads to establishment of the congregation and also it will comfort the Imam and makes harmony with the Imam and it can take away <coughs> any kind of um, bad feelings <coughs> the Imam may establish if you don't pray the congregation in the masjid where he leads the prayer therein then how about the hadith? If someone says, well fine, but what about the hadith 
لا يخطو خطوة إلا رفع الله بها درجة وحط عنه بها خطيئة بحديث صحيح البخاري فوليوم 1 بوك 8865 This is intended to a masjid whereby there is no closer masjid to you than it. So in this case, the farther the masjid from you, and then you will, then you will exert uh, more effort, then there is no doubt that this would be better than if it were closer. You understand? So this talks about reality. It doesn't mean, it, do, it does not necessarily mean to incite you to go and search for the farther masjid. You understand? I want you to understand this point. Because many people can bring it and tell you, here, look, this is the hadith. You understand? The hadith is talking about a de facto situation. Like for example, if you if you go to a masjid and you find people there and you find ten of them came from a far distance. You see, this applies to them, right? If this was not their masjid. This is the closest to them. You understand? It doesn't incite you. Otherwise we will say to the people in in uh, in uh, let's take a city in uh, in North uh, Toronto, they should go and travel all the way to South Toronto, to the masjid in South Toronto, or the one in Atlanta, or in uh, Cairo, you know what I mean? Who says of this? No one says of this. Clear? Tayyip? Okay, alhamdulillah. Yes, you go to the one that's closer to you, your masjid. As the Prophet ﷺ said in the other hadith, إِنَّ أَجْرَكِ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِ نَصَبِكِ The reward is according to your hardship, which you will undergo while performing. In this case, the hadith refers to the Umrah with Aisha رضي الله عنها. So therefore, the best is to pray in the masjid of your community, closer to you, which you live in. Whether the congregation is what? If you or small or large. Because there are benefits, many benefits from them is to establish the congregation. Then the next in, in priority is the masjid with the larger congregation. Why? Because what the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith before, مَا كَانَ أَكْثَرْ فَهُوَ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ If there are more, then it is more pleasing to Allah. So this is the higher, this is the next in rank. Then, the most that is farther. 
than the old mosque. Why we said the old mosque here? Because if we check the argument of those who said that the old mosque has this distinction of obedience being old established in, in it, we say that giving preference to a place due to the history of worship, this requires dalil, clear dalil. And there is no clear dalil on this particular issue. Now, case. Case. If someone says that the father mosque, the imam in the father mosque recites beautifully, and if I go there, then I will be able to go into a state of tranquility and calmness and khushu' and contemplation, which I may miss if I pray in the masjid which is close to me. Therefore, should I go to the one which is far and leave the one which is close? You remember we talked before about a foundation. Huh, who remembers this foundation? Concerning the merit of something. Huh? The merit with acts of worship. Anybody remembers the foundation? Hmm? Yes. No. The merit which is no, the merit linked to the essence of worship, huh, should be given precedence to that link to its what time or place. You understand? Taking consideration of the merits related to the essence of worship takes precedence over the consideration pertaining to the timing or place of the worship. So, if it will lead you to facilitate your khushua better, then it is better that you go, especially if the imam of your mosque does not recite properly or makes errors and so forth, which then prompts the person to find another another message. Case, case what? How, what's the number here? Seven. Seven. Three. Okay. Case seven. If the masjid has its regular imam. And we need to know now the meaning of regular imam in Islamic terminology. It's known as imam ratib. Ratib. Regular imam. Meaning he is assigned by authority. Or assigned from the community around the masjid. 
This is the Ratib Imam. This is the definition of Ratib Imam. Regular Imam. Then he is the most deserving in Imama. He is the most deserving, most entitled to lead the prayer. You understand? Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يأمن الرجل الرجل في سلطانه As in Sayyid al-Bukhari, volume 4, or this is in, in Sayyid Muslim, book 4, book 4, and hadith 1420. No man must lead another in prayer where the latter has authority without his permission without his permission and it is known that the Imam of the Masjid this is his authority and the forbidden here is for tahrim forbidden, haram, and therefore it is not permissible to do so except with permission from the regular imam. How is the permission done? The permission is done, is done <coughs> either specific way or general way. Specific designation or general designation the specific designation is as such he will tell this person you lead the people in Salah the general designation is to say to the community to the Jama'at to the congregation if I am late if I am late from the uh, regular establishment, the time of regular establishment of the prayers, then you pray. You understand? Because otherwise this will lead to conflict and divisions. And also the regular Imam does not like for anyone to come and step in and take his place. Is this clear? Is clear? Also, if he has an excuse, meaning, if the congregation comes to know that the Imam of the Masjid became ill, so in this case, the congregation can pray without his permission. You understand? Case. What about... This is a sub-case, sub-case to this situation. What about if the people of the masjid introduce someone to pray without the permit of the imam, nor there was an established excuse for him for his absence. And this person led them in the prayers. 
is the Salah valid or invalid? Is the Salah valid or invalid? Two opinions. First opinion, the Salah is valid but with sin. The Salah is valid but with sin. Second opinion, the Salah is invalid and they are all sinful and they must repeat it. This is or these are the two opinions. The preponderating opinion is the first one. Because forbidden to perform the salah is obvious from the hadith. And also it leads to division and therefore there is sin if it is done. However, with respect to the validity of the salah, in principle and in origin, it is valid until there comes a dalil, a proof or evidence to indicate its invalidity. Forbidden to lead in the prayer is something external to the prayer. It's something that revolves around a meaning external to the prayer itself. It revolves around taking the rights of the Imam. And therefore, it must not therefore nullify the prayer in essence. So therefore, what is apparent hence, that the preponderating opinion, that it is valid with sin. Is that clear? Case 8. Case 8. Someone prays or prayed and then the fard is called for after he prayed. And this is irrelevant in, term, in terms of whether he prayed in a congregation or otherwise. Meaning, he prayed and then he came to a masjid or to a musalla and the salah then was called in this place. Then it is the sunnah to join the congregation. Then it is the sunnah to join the congregation. The evidence. The evidence is in the hadith reported in Sahih Muslim. The Prophet said, Salli salata li waqtiha, pray the, 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 the prayers on its prescribed time. فَنُقِيمَتْ وَأَنْتَ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ Then, if it is called the iqama, while you are in the masjid, فَصَلِّ then pray. And don't say, I prayed, and so I don't pray. What does this mean? This means that if the salah is delayed, then you pray the salah for its time or on its time. Then if it is established, then you pray. And don't say, don't say that I prayed. This is the meaning of this hadith. Another evidence. This took place with the Prophet ﷺ and 
it took place in, in Masjid Al-Khayf. Those who went for Hajj, they know that this Masjid is in Mina. So the Prophet ﷺ prayed Salat Al-Fajr in this Masjid, Masjid Al-Khayf in Mina. When he finished the Salah, he saw two men who did not join the congregation and did not pray. So he called upon them. They came frightened, you know, because the Prophet ﷺ had reverence. They came frightened. And he said to them, what prevented you from, from praying with us? They said, O Messenger of Allah, we prayed at our home. He said, in case you have done that, and then you come to a masjid of established congregation, then you pray with them, then it will be nafila for you. It will be what? Nafila. Huh? Optional. It will be nafila for you. So from this we understand what? That this second salah would be nafila, right? What does this really mean? Suppose in this case, you prayed in your masjid. Then you went to another masjid to attend a lecture or a dars or for one particular need or to attend a funeral prayer and you find them praying you find them praying then it is better to pray with them and your salah with them will be what? you tell me your salah with them will be what? nafila it will be nafila nafil clear? And the first salah will be what? The first salah will be what? Is the fard. Is the obligatory one. The second one is not the fard. Remember this. Now, if you join, but you came late, is it a must to complete? Or you can make salam with the imam and this happens a lot the answer if you already prayed two rak'ah and you made salam with the imam there is no harm if you already prayed two with him and, the, and if he makes salam then there is no harm. Because it is nafil. It is not an obligation to complete. You understand? It is nafil. It is not an obligation to what? To complete. However, if you complete it, then it is better. Why? However, if you complete it, 
after the imam makes salam and it was four rak'ah, you stand up and you bring the, 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 the remaining two, then this is better. Why? Why this is better? Because the Prophet ﷺ said, whatever you... Uh, catch from the salah or none and whatever you miss then complete whatever you attend from the salah then pray and whatever missed you then complete some of the scholars rahimahumullah Make an exception. Make an exception. And they say, the exception is Salat al-Maghrib. Salat al-Maghrib. They said, the Sunnah is not to make it again. And they said that the Maghrib is the witter of the day. Their argument is that the Maghrib is the witter of the day. As in the Hadith, which is reported by Tirmidhi. And, and the Sunnah is not to repeat the witter. There can be no two witters at night and no two witters during the day. However, this argument can be answered by saying that the difference between the Maghrib and the winter at night is, is that doing the Maghrib again because of the cause what is the cause? the cause is the attendance of the congregation and this is a clear difference so it is based upon a cause and, and because is the attendance of the congregation. In addition, the general evidence is there from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. When he told these people who prayed, these two people who prayed at their homes, he said to them, when you come to a congregational to a masjid with congregational prayer there, then you pray with them. This does not exclude any salah. Why we say it does not exclude any salah? You tell me. You tell me why there is no exception. Hmm. How are you going to understand that there is no exception? Hmm. It's general. Yes. Well, what does this mean? It's general. No, elaborate. Well, fine, it's general. He told them, because the Prophet ﷺ did not state the exception. He did not state an exception. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, Humaira, that's right. He did not state an exception. If the Maghrib was an exception, he would have mentioned it. So therefore, the correct opinion that the person may also pray the Maghrib 
because it has a cause, and the cause is, is to, is being with the jama'ah. And so you pray it as it is. And this is the correct opinion. Case. It is, a, is it a sunnah to intend to go to a masjid so as to redo the salah? Example. He prays in an early congregation, in a masjid which prayed on time, but in the beginning of the time. He prayed his salah in congregation. And he knows, and he knows that there is another congregation which prays later, later, in another masjid. Is it a sunnah for him to go and join the late one? The answer, no. This is not sunnah. Because this is not from the way of the salaf. And had this been good, then by all means the companions would have taken by that and would have done it. However, however, if there is a cause which led this person to go to this particular masjid and the salah then was established and then he joins them, then that's fine. We will uh, stop here on this case, case 9, and then Shalakana will continue. The next topic will be repeating uh, the Jama'ah and the same Masjid. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alayhi wa sallam.